Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Informed Catholic Podcast. My name is Ned Jabbar. So this is going to be uh, episode 56, and we are in the second week of Easter. So I'm going to say the um, liturgy for um, Tuesday of the second week of Easter. So let's begin. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Entrance Antiphon from Revelation chapter... 19 verse 7 and 6 let us rejoice and be glad and give glory to god for the lord our god the almighty reigns alleluia the act of penance i confess to almighty god and to you my brothers and sisters that i have greatly sinned in my thoughts in my words in what i have done and what i have failed to do through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore, I ask Blessed Mary, ever virgin, and all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Kiri elision, Christe elision, Kiri elision. Enable us, we pray, Almighty God, to proclaim the power of the risen Lord, that we who have received the pledge of his gift may come to possess all he gives when it is fully revealed. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. So now uh, we're going to read from the Acts of the Apostles. It's going to be from uh, chapter 4, verse 32 to 37. The community of believers was of one heart and mind. A reading from the Holy Acts of the Apostles. The community of believers were of one heart and mind, and no one claimed that any of, of his possessions was his own. But they had everything in common. With great power, the apostles bore witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. With great fervor, was escorted escorted them all. There was no needy person among them, for those who owned property or houses would sell them, bring the proceeds of the sale, and put them at the feet of the apostles. And they were distributed, each according to need. Thus Joseph, also named by the apostles Barnabas, which is translated son of encouragement, a Levite, a Cypriot by birth, sold a piece of property that he owned, then brought the money and put it at the feet of the apostles. The word of the Lord, thanks be to God. The responsorial psalm is from Psalm 93. I'll combine it with the Alleluia. The Lord is King. He is robed in majesty. Alleluia. The Lord is King in splendor robed. Robed is the Lord and girt about with strength. The Lord is King. He is robed in majesty. Alleluia. And he made the world firm, not to be moved. Your throne stands firm from of old, from everlasting you are Lord. The Lord is King, he is robed in majesty, alleluia. Your decrees 
are worthy of trust indeed. Holiness befits your house, O Lord, for length of days. The Lord is king. He is robed in majesty. Alleluia. Alleluia, alleluia. The Son of Man must be lifted up so that everyone who believes in him may have eternal life. Alleluia, alleluia. The reading is from the uh, Holy Gospel according to St. John. No one has gone up to heaven except the one who has come down from heaven, the Son of Man. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. John. Jesus said to Nicodemus, You must be born from above. The wind blows where it wills, and you can hear the, the sound it makes. But you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus answered and said to him, How can this happen? Jesus answered and said to him, you are the teacher of Israel, and you do not understand this. Amen, amen, I say to, to you, we speak of what we know, and we testify to what we have seen. But you people do not accept our testimony. If I tell you about earthly things, and you do not believe, how will you believe if I tell you about heavenly things? No one has gone up to heaven except the one who has come down from heaven the Son of Man, and just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the desert, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, so that everyone who believes in him may have eternal life. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. That is probably the most um, famous and popular passage um, coveted by evangelical Christians, um, born-again Christians, sometimes referred to as fundamentalists. And is usually that is the classic formula. You must be born again. Uh, have you been born again? Have you been saved? Uh, do you know if you're saved? Do you know if you're born again? And, you know, it's, you say, a very simple prayer, the, the sinner's prayer, they call it. They have their own traditions and customs. They just don't realize it. And, you know, a lot of times uh, Roman Catholics are caught off guard because they don't know how to respond to this. It's, uh, it's unfortunate, but, you know, it, a lot of Catholics don't read their Bible. A lot of them just don't think it's their job to read the Bible. A lot of people even who are not Catholic or even ex-Roman Catholics, all, we all want to believe that, well, I'm not a bad person. I don't steal. I don't lie. I try not to steal and I try not to lie. Maybe I, I skimp on my hours of work or whatever you want to call it and I don't always do what I'm supposed to do. Maybe once in a while I, you know, you know look at porn on my phone. Uh, but, it, you know, it doesn't mean I'm bad, I'm not a killer, I'm not a, ro a rapist or a murderer. Of course, we all think that. But in, in some instance, we, you know, we don't know how to answer. For some reason, we're uncomfortable. It's true, a lot of people are uncomfortable with religion. They're uncomfortable with 
the the language of religion the uh, the vocabulary vocabulary of religion and the uh, you know the behavior we think people who talk about religion all the time obviously I've experienced it are crazy but we don't live in a religious culture but probably even in the past if you go back to medieval Europe most people and people are even now naturally superstitious uh, we have our own little quibbles about how do we do something maybe you know when you leave the house you tap a, a particular part of the wall you do a little um, private little twist for good luck or something people are naturally religious in some in many cases there's you know either you're religious with politics you're religious about economics you're religious about music there's a lot of people who have music as part of their religion uh, some people are religious about sports and other people are religious about their entertainment um, you know it's it's obvious people some people are religious about their work they have a very strong work ethic you don't worship God you're going to be religious about something and usually everybody has that I mean in the show the series American Gods it shows that about people some people are very devoted to the company to the their company that they work for um, they're very devoted like I said to sports they're religious they will paint their faces they'll uh, you know uh, scream and they'll wear the team colors I mean for crying out loud we there was a a particular parish I saw on a clip from Church Militant where they decorated the sanctuary of their church with their team colors. Some people are religious about their sexuality, their gender, their, uh, um, they, you could be a, a member of LGBTQ, you will wear those colors proudly and uh, you'll be religious about uh, reproductive rights, social justice, Everyone is religious about something. But when it comes to actual religion, like Catholicism, Judaism, sometimes, for some reason, the other religions are more tolerated than the, than the Catholic or Christian religion. Jesus is always very um, scan, uh, a big hot topic, sensitive topic. Don't push your religion on me. But the question is about being born again is not that simple. Being born again means completely having a Christ-centered mind, a Christ nature, a Christ way of thinking. Christ has to be completely the center of your life. It's not just a sinner's prayer. It's not just making a date and how many years since you've been saved by saying a simple formula and then suddenly you are born again or born from above it could be translated as that but it means your whole world has changed even when we're weak and we fall into sin 
guilt and remorse shows you have a close relationship with Christ. Guilt and remorse for failing. Remember Peter when he denied our Lord three times. You can see it has affected him. You can see St. Paul even after his commercial, I mean conversion, excuse me, conversion, his, his complete conversion to the faith. He always remembered with great remorse his former days when he persecuted the faith, when he put Christians to death, when he had them executed, when he arrested them and treated them horribly. How could one not look back at their former life with pain? How could one not feel any sorrow if you committed adultery and cheated on your wife or you hurt someone you love? When we sin, we hurt and we wound God. We wound our Lord Jesus Christ. And we want to make up for it because we love him. Of course, he's God. But he became human and he experienced pain, agony, and suffering. And just like any person, it hurts him when he's rejected. It hurts him when we commit sin. When, especially if we fall back to a former state in life. Guilt is not always a good thing. You shouldn't be pathological about it. You shouldn't be obsessive about it. And to think that we're beyond forgiveness is a mortal sin. It's the sin of despair. It's thinking that there's no sin that God can forgive. I've dealt with people like that. I've dealt with somebody in my life like that who always seems to um, think back just because she didn't live or she um, strayed off, even though she was baptized in the faith, confirmed in the faith, she strayed away from she strayed from the faith. But that's also the duty of the community, the house, the family we live in must live the Christian life. You know, cultural Catholicism is very, very um, neglectful. It tends to take the faith for granted. We have to remember that being born again is simply more, it's far more complicated. It's a long, long-term relationship. I remember um, a fellow co-worker who actually entered the priesthood reminded me that we have to remember that the stations of the cross, Christ falls and gets up again, falls and gets up again. He falls three times. In this culture, we say three times and you're out. To Christ, three times, and you fall, you keep going. And no matter if you fall more than three times, you keep moving. Well, the, the message in that is to keep getting up. It's to keep, keep getting up. It's don't stop, keep moving, keep going forward. Remember what our Lord said, broad is the way that leads to hell, and many people go there. 
but the road to heaven is a straight and narrow road and very few people, few people can make it. So let's remember that it's, you know, it's a struggle. We're going to be struggling for the rest of our lives as Christians. We're going to fall. We're going to fail. But the important thing is like Simon Peter, come back. Simon denied him three times, but he came back. Judas did not come back. And that's that we have to remember. The Christ-centered life, born again, is that we, we begin to see the world through our Lord's eyes, through Christ's eyes. We, and He lives within us. We're part of Him. Especially the sacraments are important. Holy Communion is important. Um, reading your Bible, praying the Rosary, and struggling, dealing with difficult people. Trust me, I'm dealing with my neighbor now who is very, very difficult. Uh, they love playing their music loud. And this um, <laughs> quarantine... This was even going on long before the quarantine. So I ask you, all of you, to please pray for me because I tried dealing with this person and unfortunately um, I got a very hostile situation with them. They, um, they were not willing to understand my side. They live above us. We live below them. And they seem to think playing music out loud, so loud that it comes into my apartment. So... It's a very difficult situation, a very touchy situation. And um, unfortunately, my mom gets the brunt of it because the music comes into her room, unfortunately. But uh, these are the crosses we have to bear. Small, some of them are small, some of them are big, some of them are very embarrassing, and some of them are so, uh, some of them can be neighbors. And G.K. Chesterton said, Love your enemies and love your neighbor because they're usually the same people, unfortunately. So let's end it with a prayer. I know it's not part of the formula, but I believe we have to say it. Um, I'm going to say the profession of faith. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages. God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, consubstantial with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us men and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, and by the power of the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate, he suffered death and was buried, and rose again on the third day, he ascended according with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead. And his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy, catholic, and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. And I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Holy Mary, Mother of God, Queen of the Rosary, pray for us. St. Joseph, Guardian of the Holy Church, pray for us. 
And we'll say a, a prayer, Hail Mary for our Holy Father. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And uh, let's say a Hail Mary for those of you uh, who are having uh, a lot of difficulty because of this uh, lockdown, uh, family, health-wise, financial, and we'll say a Hail Mary. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. And then we'll say in our Father, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, now and forever. Amen. Hear, O Lord, our prayers, that this most holy exchange by which you have redeemed us may bring your help in this present life and ensure for us eternal gladness. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. God bless everyone and uh, stay safe and I'll continue to do this as long as the lockdown continues. God bless.